0: Welcome to Rock Your Life. This is a weekly show about finding your inner rock star, overcoming fear, getting better and transforming your life into something more amazing than you ever dreamed. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here as well. And I like to start with gratitude. And I also encourage you to keep up with the gratitude practice and write down five things you're grateful for every day. I do it. It makes a difference. Who am I? Okay, glad you asked. I'm your host, Amy Edwards. I'm a musician, author, radio host, podcaster, DJ, mom, and a transformation and accountability coach. I'm into rocking life and transforming life because I took up rock and roll music, guitar, singing, all that seven years ago, roughly around the age of 40. And I have written, recorded, and released music. And that has pushed me to learn a lot about overcoming fear and getting stronger and caring less about what other people think setting goals, and building habits, and more simply, embracing what it means to be vulnerable. I walk the walk of what I talk on these episodes, and I push myself outside my comfort zone, which gets easier the more we do it. And I've worked to awaken in my own spiritual life, and that's something I can't and won't stop working on. So I've created this because I want to share and connect with you so we can all just keep getting better. So if you're interested in stepping more into the spotlight in your own life, getting past obstacles and fear, that's what we're doing here. Got practical advice for your daily life, achieving goals, habit building, branding, and just for becoming better in every way possible, because I want us all to get better together. This show is an hour long. It's divided into four segments with a focus each week. This week, our focus is passion. First, I talk about this week's topic on my Rock Your Life segment and what I've learned. Next is the interview, and today we're talking to Wes Hurt, founder of Clean Cause Organic Sparkling Yerba Mate. You can find out more about that at cleancause.com. Our third segment is our affirmation segment called Go Aff Yourself with the founder of stickwithit.co, Jill Faulkner. Affirmations are very important to me. I say them out loud, and we choose one to work on every week. Fourth is our BYOB segment, Build Your Own Brand, Brain, and biz with Bijou Finney, who's a certified brand consultant and co-owner of Velvet Cartel Content Creation. We discuss the week's subject and how it relates to your brain and your brand and some practical tips and strategies to build your business and take charge of your habits and optimize your brain. And our regular warning when you show up to do the work on, well, anything, really. (laughs) At least that's what happens to me. Uh, I get shown what I need to learn and grow and you will too. And growth can be painful. But remember, we're rocking life and we're going to come out better and stronger and functioning higher and brighter every time. All right, so uh, let's get to it. Let's rock some passion. 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 This week raised a lot of questions for me. Like, what am I even passionate about right now? What do I love? What do I look forward to? If I struggle to find that, what does that mean? Am I allowing myself to feel? And as I thought about our affirmation for the week, which we decided weeks ago when Jill and I recorded, she and I always record in bulk a little bit early. It was, I let myself feel. That's our affirmation for the week. I found that to be utterly prescient, because so much comes up all the time, especially right now, and allowing ourselves to feel is a good thing. I keep my affirmation that she writes on a post-it note up on my altar while I'm working on the show all week, and this one helped me so much. I highly encourage you to use it or put it in your rotation, and I let myself feel this week. Weird, good, bad. There's a lot of them. Tired, and yes, both passionate and unpassionate. If that's a word, I asked more questions than I answered this week. I asked like, can I decide the experience I will have of something? If joy is our true nature, how do we find that? Can passion be cultivated? What if it's just as simple as that as cultivating a passion to create something new, a new world, a new reality, new systems, or using what we're experiencing to cultivate that? When we start to see change, does that fuel passion? In what way can we reaffirm our own passion or passions? So I reflected a lot on my passion or passions. I thought about what I thought it was. I thought it was my voice. I thought it was speaking up. Even my background of having a clothing store and how I love fashion, I thought how that plays into voice And expressing yourself and saying something. But I just felt a little lifeless this week. I felt a little tired and confused by the state of the world. And that all just felt kind of surface right now. I saw this post on Instagram that irritated the hell out of me. (laughs) It's this woman, I'm not going to say who because you might go look it up. Anyway, and I mean, I'm sure she's a perfectly nice person. But she posted a photo and then was going on about how how she is so lucky not to have been bored through this whole thing. And she's reading books and listening to her record collection and just on and on and blah, blah. And for some reason, it just set me off. It just seemed out of touch. Like I was pissed. I unfollowed her. <laughs> I just thought it, it, it rang so not real to me. And I wondered about these feelings that came up. So when I meditated, I thought about that post. And why I was angry and had these intense feelings. Anytime that happens, I think we have to pay attention. Like, what is this showing me? So I asked myself, why? Why did I feel that? Why did I feel that intensity? I think it's because it didn't feel real to me. And when people resist realness or something doesn't ring true and my intuition senses it, it frustrates me. Now, whether she's real or not isn't the point. The point is that that's what it brought up in me. I push for that. I push for that in all I do, like realness, like let's get down to it. Let's get down to what's, what, what we're really talking about. And if there's something we're not saying, I'll push for it. We've talked about this. <laughs> but when I push for those things, that's a catalyst for whether the relationships are really going to withstand that or not. I'm pretty sure it's why I got kicked out of the girl band that I was in. Yeah, that's another story. It's why I use my voice all the time. It's why I use it in so many different ways. Because when I look underneath, my true passion is expressing truth and connecting through that and getting down to what we really, really feel. And when that's stifled or when the other person isn't a willing participant, I'm not going to stay in that space. I can't. What's the point? (laughs) Do I sound passionate? I might. I think it also... On the flip side of that, makes me a little susceptible to people who lie. Like I can doubt my own intuition and my own trusting of myself, which we've talked about too. I can be fooled, and I have been. I have to learn to trust my intuition more fully. And I've known with someone else that I fell for, I had some intense things come up when certain things occurred or the way they were handled. And we could even call it when you're triggered by something, Right. When you're triggered and intensity comes up, maybe that's inciting some sort of form of passion. And maybe those are the moments that we have to pay attention to, like what is underneath that? And in that situation, I think it relates to exactly what my true passion is, and that's connecting in a real way with people I care about. And here was someone who was refusing to do so with me. And that was really frustrating for me. Side note, there's likely more packed in there. in which I'm attracted to the challenge of people like that in my love life. But that is a whole nother thing to unpack. (laughs) We're not going to get into that right now. We don't have time. I knew with the person even before that, he was able to lie to women easily. I knew it. I knew that. And I knew in my last marriage that we had a past dynamic in which I could be easily manipulated. And the older I get, the more I can see these times that I haven't been true to my own inner voice. My passion has also been a downfall for me in relationships. And my trust has taken hits. And now I'm working to listen and connect with my own inner voices when these things come up and get real with myself and start the passion there and flow it outward. And as I've worked on that, I've developed this show and keep pushing for truth and realness. If that is even achievable, I hope it is. I'd like to think it is. I guess the takeaway here is that I'm transforming the way I think about my passion And that's a big result of this time that we're going through with the pandemic. It's too surface to be like, oh, I like to do this. Like look underneath, especially right now and ask why you love that. Go deeper and then go even deeper. There's this ladder exercise thing that I do with my clients and it asks you what you value about something. And then it makes you go deeper and ask, what do you value about about that? And then what about that? And then what about that? What is it about that? And you go down like six levels and you end up getting pretty real with yourself and pretty base in what really, really matters. And I think that's just what I was doing with passion. Boiling it down and boiling it down because we are in this situation where we have to get down to the root of what we really want and really want to do. And then from there, are we forced to build something new right now? Are we forced to take that passion, that raw passion and then build it outwards into something new if what we're doing now is not viable, whether it's a relationship or whether it's our job or non-job anymore, right? What is it? And as a side effect, I got super grateful for these triggers. Like the more I thought about them these past few days, the intensities that welled up, it just, like, it almost makes me laugh. Like I'm grateful because it shows me. And there we are. We're in a positive space now. We're in gratitude, right? Which, uh, side note, I've been reading Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. It is so good. I read that that in there on page 43, he says it boosts your immunoglobin A, which directly affects your immune system. Huh. How about that? There's some science for you. (laughs) All right. So let's get on with the show. Our interview this week is with Wes hurt. Wes is the founder of Clean Cause Organic Sparkling Yerba Mate Drinks, which provide 50% of all their profits to support recovery from alcohol and drug addiction through sober living scholarships. You can find out more at cleancause.com. Wes is such an interesting guy. I met him not long ago. And I'm so happy he agreed to chat with me this week. Uh, We did it via Skype. So it's a little spotty in parts, but I hope you'll stick with it because he has so many wonderful things to share and amazing thoughts. He's also a husband and a father to two children. He lives in Austin. He's also a recovering addict. And he's just the type of person that gets really real, really fast. And you know, I like that. We talk about stripping away the layers to find out what's underneath the surface of exterior passions, like I was talking about. And he raised there's strong questions within this too. And he asks, would I be proud of what I do today if the pandemic eliminated next week and like how I handled myself? How will I be seen by people and the actions I made and the way I handled it if it stopped? He says, that is my new litmus test by the decisions I make. Ooh, so good. We get into regrets and what makes our character thoughts on our places of purpose. Wes passionately expresses some thoughts on this as well, and it's incredibly thought-provoking. We talk powerlessness, lack of control, and yes, what truly matters and what we truly care about when we face death. On Go AF Yourself, Jill and I talk about the company she founded and her passion for that, and we recorded this earlier, like I said, at the start of the pandemic. So as we discuss her career Times have continued to change. We talk about what mattered with our careers and what we were passionate about within them. And listening back, I hear myself say the same thing I say in the intro, which what I'm passionate about is one and the same from years back. Our affirmation this week, like I said, is I let myself feel, which seems so beautiful for right now. Allowing ourselves to feel overwhelming and powerful emotions moves us both to explore this idea in all its context this week. And as we end, Jill talks about recharging, Jill talks about recharging and giving, and what she needs now, and it just follows perfectly with what Wes was talking about in the interview. In BYOBBB, Build Your Own Brain, Biz, and Brand, Bijou and I recorded in real time this week, and we both just felt depleted of passion. I was really in that space at this time, and we get real about our struggles with our brands and our businesses. We dive into how this affects everything and discuss the luxury of passion and the fight-or-flight response that can be attached to that. Bijou's been on an entrepreneur call recently, and she discusses the general climate within that when people are making a product or have a service that's not needed at this time. What do we do when our passions feel extinguished? So I made a priority list and I refer to that, and I would encourage you to do that too. Our takeaway though is to mix it up when we're feeling limited and find time to fan your embers and take care of yourself. So there's your rundown for today. Let's get to it. Let's get to the interview now with Wes Hurt, the founder of Clean Cause. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, Thanks for doing this from your car.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's fantastic.
0: Well, um, so we're talking about passion. Are you feeling, are you feeling passionate right now? (laughs) I'm not, I haven't been this week and it's, it's been weird to focus on it in this pandemic when you're just like, what is it? And so I had to do some soul searching about what I'm really passionate about. And you're
1: coming in like prepared and I'm passionate. A little
0: bit. No, you know what? It's okay. That's what we're going to talk about. I had to like search underneath. Cause I was like, okay, I'm passionate about what I do talking to people. And then I had to get deeper and I thought about, okay, what's underneath that? What's underneath that? And finally I realized that I'm actually passionate about getting really real with people really fast and cutting through the bullshit. And it made me really grateful that it was you that, that came up for this talk this week, because when we met at Austin 360 that day, we went from you know zero to real really fast. And I'm sure yeah. you do that with a lot of people and I do too. I, <clears throat> but that's what I'm really passionate about when I get way down to it. And I just so thought I, that I,
1: I just oh sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just oh. saying like what's underneath yours, like how are you feeling?
1: <clears throat> so I just got a call with an investor, he's super sophisticated and I started the the thing out with like how you and I would jump in. And I went straight to it. I just called him and said, I need 25000 bucks from you. And he goes, what? What the hell are you talking about? I don't really need 25000 But the funny thing is I just wanted to start it out that way because I know our, our temperature and I know this guy and he's so sophisticated as a VC and all that. So I like to screw with him. And he goes, well, you can do that with me, but you're not going to be able to do that with all the other investors. And I go, uh, yeah, I am because I'm going to. Because I'm talking to every investor today. And he goes, uh, and I go, yeah, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to ask them for 25,000 out of the gates and, and it's okay. But it was just funny because he was like, you can't do that with everyone else. You, it's okay with me. And I'm like, but I have the same relationship with everybody else because it's the rapport that we've always had. And so I can, <laughs> you know, and it's not about right. like being arrogant or weird or anything. It's about, no, no, no. That's how I flow with the relationships. And, um, and they know that about me. We're atypical in, in that way, which, which, I do take pride in. I, I love that. I love that level of intimacy that I try to break through and vice versa, the access that I'll provide to someone in, of me. Um, but anyway, I, I hear what you're saying about having to, to, to peel off a layer of, of um, passion that you might have thought was passionate uh, in the prior, pre, pre-Rona. I heard someone say Rona the other day and I was like, oh, really? Is that like, <laughs> I we do an ACL in South by we got Rona. <clears throat> I'm like, okay. Um, so I think I that have,
0: you, it seems like if we're peeling that away with you, you're about the raw realness. Like when you say clean, even it seems like, I mean, that is stripped away, you know, like
1: clean to me is not about abstinence. It's about like because clean is not a state of like perfection or stability it's 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 quite it, it, it sometimes is quite the opposite for the longest period of time because you're discovering how to find balance in what really contributes to that life when you've been living a life of total chaos before that and so i think the expectation is i don't know if that makes sense um
0: i think it does no i get what you're saying like but i want you to go further
1: yeah so to to jump to passion really quick, because you're making me think about it. I think um, so. First of all, when I talk to people, they're like, "Dude, you're so passionate," and I'm like, "I am." I'm not really aware. I'm not aware that like because ev- almost every conversation I have with people at the end, they're like, "Dude, you're passionate, man," and it just comes through. And I'm like, "Okay," and I get off the phone, and no joke, I'm like, "I am." I don't know, you know, and um, I'm not sure of that, you know, I I. Uh, So I really like what you're saying. So what's funny is your passion, the way you articulate it, is not like a typical passion that you would hear. A typical passion is like, um, I'm passionate about music or art or blank. You're like, I'm passionate when I layer it down about um, an intimacy of conversation that happens very quickly so that that's not the tail end potentially of uh, of a deal. We're starting there, so we can dive deeper. So, you, does that make sense?
0: That's exactly what I'm saying, though. And That's I think what that, I hear from you. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's being in this situation with the pandemic and feeling like passionless this week. I was really just like, it's so ironic. I have to talk about passion this week, and I don't feel it. And so I forced myself to find those moments where I felt like some kind of. Uh, strong emotions what? coming up I, and I was like okay what's underneath that and so and then what about all the stuff I do that I think I like to do what's underneath that and I just felt like just this situation forced me to look at it different
1: I love it I love it um,
0: thanks well um it, it, yeah. go I want to hear what you ha- what else you what that brings up for you
1: well no all of this is bringing up a lot I mean, there's. I have a business and so I have a responsibility that is financial yeah. but then there's now we're talking about a pandemic that's taking lives regardless of the age groups and so forth and all of that it's still um, and by that I mean like if I have employees that are not within that age group of the most vulnerable do you rationalize them being in a field where they can be compromised or something and I? My point is, is I'm dealing with this financial thing, this idea of being responsible and figuring it out and then the human element and then saying, which will win within me and that after this clears, I'm would I be proud of what I do today if the pandemic eliminated next week? And how will I be seen by people in the actions I made and the way I handled it a week from now if it stopped? And that is my new litmus test by the decisions I make. How will they see me? And it's it's analogous to like the way that I've expressed like for my children when I die, one day. I'm like, you know, I don't care that I smoked crack, I don't care that I pop pills or any of that shit. The only thing I regret are the people I hurt. Truly, that's the only thing I regret because I can see the big picture now and how it brought me to my place of purpose that allows me to tap into my passion, which is connecting with people. Like you're saying, you're kind of bringing it out. It is connecting. yeah and
0: for you I mean it sounds like it's also there's an element of like non regret where you live the best you can right now because you know that future self might look back on you your future self might look back on you and you want to be able to say I did it the best I could right then whatever it
1: is and it was weighted appropriately to respect investors to respect the people with you the combination of those and saying who the f*** is West really when shit hits the fan because you know i've told people this a million times and i do believe it characters not built in good times generally i'm talking about the greatest shifts of growth in character happen in trauma um and and where the obstacle is i've heard obstacle is the way that's where it happens it's reaching in and diving into the fucking challenge is where the growth happens in character and it becomes the greatest because you're the most vulnerable and so um You have to be fearless to dive into that, but I'm starting to say, okay, I'm passion man. Character again, I say, like as character is not spontaneously acquired, right? You can't think. You can read stuff, and you have the notion of it being nice, but character is either lived out, or or actions that are consistently um, exemplified, or behavior that are consistent with what you say you believe or what you embody uh, in your character. And so, with that in mind, I'm saying if. Do you want to grow in a time to where we're really people are like going down or we're, we're 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 falling back and we're getting scared and we're t- like is there an opportunity for significant growth that will change the rest of our life and make it that much more fulfilling the answer is yes what's our perspective going to be and how are we going to take the challenge And i don't think it's happy horseshit i think it's real and if i look back at my life when i had the greatest amount of change in my life from a character standpoint and that doesn't mean it was always good character that meant if i identify where the catalyst for the character development was it was in trauma and trauma is everyone experiences trauma some way more difficult i would say um relatively speaking you know but um anyway i'd say you know, I, again, guy who does—he uh, talks about stoicism. It basically, he just says obstacle is the way. Obstacle is the way. So, is this a problem, or is this a problem, or an opportunity, right? And yeah, and uh, how will you be remembered if it if it eliminated a week from today? And if we all operate that way now, that's when we will come together. And and, and I I guess what I'm saying is is. I'm not buying right now this notion that we're in it together. And I hate to say that. I'm not buying that everyone really feels that. I think we're saying that. And I think there's little micro circles that are in it together. And those are the people we love most. Because we want to make sure we're secure first. Now, if we're safe, and there's pure hearts out there, don't get me wrong, but I'm talking in aggregate. This notion of we're in this together. In this together is is not being okay necessarily with yourself and agreeing with being in this together. So your security's not checked off yet. That is being in it together. Because it's like service work where there's no sacrifice. Is that service work? Or is that a bonus because I have my shit covered? Because I'll tell you selfishly, it may be more difficult for me to lean in outside of people if I was psychologically encumbered with my security because I still feel okay today. You know one thing I was going to say too, um, um, powerlessness, the concept of powerlessness and lack of control that addicts or people struggling with addiction, is that's a commonality. I take a sip of alcohol and I'll end up in Belize naked doing cocaine and, right. and that's extreme. But it's kind of real. Um, but my point is after the first sip, I am powerless. okay? Do normies have they ever we have a categorical opportunity to experience powerlessness and lack of control for the first time globally. So people who are not addicts are able to potentially, there's an opportunity to write an op-ed or something to say, hey guys, it's not the timing of it or victimization of me being powerless. This is trying to offer maybe some potential clarity to the concept of this is what it is for us, guys. You can't control the pandemic. You can't go to work. Do you see the chaos and the fear you have? That's what our reality is. The full ownership after we take a first sip or the concept of powerlessness over this attraction to something that fucking ruins our life logically that's a tangent and it's something I'm trying to develop in my mind, but I think there's something there about the, this, this idea of the richest people in the world being powerlessness, powerless to a certain extent, because something has happened that's not controllable. Yeah. And I think oftentimes a lot of those people's uh, security and, in and as a normie, if you will, is in our ability to take control, to control yeah. the controls. Yeah. And, um, Again, I well,
0: know we're all no, I think that you can bring that right back around to passion and what we were talking about. Because what this forced me to do with this is, and what it's forcing those people to do is get creative in the way that they look at this and forcing people to look at things in a whole new way and readjust what really matters, readjust their lives, readjust their modes of thinking, readjust their ways of making money. And I think that's why this week I had to get go deeper and deeper and deeper and say, what's at the core of my passion, you know? So, um,
1: so no, I think that comes back around. It is kind of badass. So that's the flip side is it's not just trying to happy horse shit, make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I think there's often, (laughs) there's an authentic, there's an authentic reset or level set that's global that I don't know could have ever been done any other way. I, I I don't know if it could have ever been happened I don't think so, do I think humanity, culture, relationships and everything will change for the greater? Absolutely. Zero question it will. And then you question and say, what the fuck do we care about when you're dying? If you go Google um, the top 10 regrets of people who are on their deathbed, one of the biggest ones is I wish I would have spent more, it's like the number one, spent more time with the people I loved. Like that's it. Like all, all of them are telling us that and they're about to die. They're giving us a secret right there to say, dude, what I'm trying to tell y'all is that that's the only thing that fucking matters when it's all said and done. And I know we're distracted because we've slowly moved away from that core thing that mattered before everything got confusing hundreds of years ago. Relatively speaking with the desensitization of technology and the aspiration to have more and the a dot-com because I want to explode and I want the publicity Of X Y Z, you know, it's that's what they're saying Here's another thing every single person who jumped off of the um, Golden Gate Bridge and lived We regretted it one second after they jumped off every single one what I had a guy reach out to me and um, Yesterday and he tried to commit suicide someone in recovery and i said uh damn man and i go so what happened in your brain like what happened he goes i tried for three minutes to kill myself and it didn't happen and i was like wow this is intense he wants to live he just texted me a minute ago he said i need your help please but the point is is he has the revelation and this little experience that gave him a fresh understanding really quickly that he does want to live and that wasn't part of the plan um I guess my point is, is that that renewed sense of life and wanting that and purpose and to find something was the result of almost dying. And so these people are on their deathbed trying to tell us. Every single old person I've ever met, uh, everyone, I say, "Um, can I ask you a question, ma'am? And they're like 80 years old or whatever. And I said, hey, um, did your life fly by? And they go like that. and then Or a blink of an eye and they go, you have no clue every single one why can't we listen and hear that and then internalize that as that absolute truth because they're all saying it they've already run they've already done the research they've already lived their life and i'm like damn if i could put that in a bottle and drink it every day how would i live you know i'm like yeah. and so that's an absolute truth people that are jumping off bridges, all of these things as a result to try to show us what really matters. Truly. But it took this ass whipping, this, this hit that it is only an ass whipping if we don't change and, and set maybe the world on the course to save the environment, to save everything that we all think we say we want. I don't know. I don't know yeah, you know?
0: absolutely. Well, That's you crazy. seem, you seem damn passionate that's for sure (laughs) you are passionate you are a passionate person and you know what we're almost out of time so what do you want to wrap up with and leave us with Wes
1: yeah what do I want to leave us with Um, do your diligence on what you need for your for Maslow's hierarchy of needs okay we have to be responsible to know that we have some shelter and we have some food and we have electricity and we have the resources or people that are willing to lean in to help us with those basic needs so now you can survive okay so assuming that you're covering some of those and that we do that now that fear you're feeling do what Amy Edwards this wonderful host just said what's below it and then what is below that and are there opportunities for my character in my life and my compass to be reset on something that will change the rest of my life to make it that much more fulfilling, and and if I could do what I just told you, it uh, like there's fruit that can come from this tree that looks barren, you know, and it's true. I really believe what I just said is true, and if it's just clean aid that I'm selling, then I'm gonna drink it or I want to try to. But I think that that's I think that that's a massive opportunity, and um, and I and yeah, I think so. You know, I think, yeah, the end. The hey, end. No, no no, no, not, no, no, not the end. The beginning.
0: The beginning. There is uh, no end. <laughs> there is no end. Uh, Wes, I just, I love you so much. Thank you so much. You're amazing to talk to. And uh, you said yeah. I came in prepared, but not really, because I knew we would just have a great discussion. And I just, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I, um, I hope you have a great day and stay safe. And, um, yeah.
0: Have a good Thanks. one. Yeah, right. you too. And uh, take care. Tip of the morning. Yeah, whatever.
2: Oh, the top of the morning.
0: Um, <laughs> that was a little Irish.
2: It was Irish. Something. It was supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah,
0: I don't think the English say top of the morning. Intentionally Irish. Yeah. So, hi. Hello. We're talking about passion today. Jill. Yes. You were passionate about stick with it. Do you feel like you have lost the passion for it or perhaps moved on from it? I mean, I do think that sometimes we have these ventures that, you know, you're passionate about at one point and then it's time to move on. That's okay. Do you Are you passionate about your career right now? I think that's my question.
2: So career, no, because I don't even know for me at this point what that means. I'm not on any, I don't know what career is. You're still working for
0: Austin Energy, right? Yeah,
2: so I'm still... Um, in a, in a full-time role. Okay. Um, I have not lost my passion for what stick with it. Co was founded for good. And that obviously is you're sitting for, here with me right now. Yes. And so, and that is for, um, people to have an awesome relationship with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, and I don't even think I had a passion for the business side. I've the, the passion was for the people. Yeah. For connecting with the people and providing this tool to help people get started. I never had passion for, for the business. I, I I think there was a time I wanted it to be full time, but it wasn't because I was passionate about marketing or inventory or... <laughs> Any, anything like uh, <gasps> spreadsheets or, you know, accounting. There are people who are like,
0: passionate about those things, I think. Yeah, so, so it wasn't, them.
2: yeah. So the the passion for the business uh, and the growth of the business wasn't there. The passion was always there for the people, mm-hmm. and that has not
0: faded. You know, it just looks a little different now. I feel the same way. like. Whether I'm talking about my music or my business, which was years ago, and had a clothing store. And, like, what I missed was the people mm-hmm. and, you know, the the fun part of, like, being passionate about fashion, because I really like fashion. And it was not the the business part of it at all. That's a grind, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes balancing those out is so hard when you're talking about something you're passionate for and then all the things that go with it that can suck the passion right out
2: of it. yeah yeah i, I think it's, yeah but when i it was for me it was too much i think too much um pressure on the business to sustain my life and that was that was that was no good it then is. I, because then I lost why I did it in the first place.
0: And I think that's a problem for a lot of people. You know, you want to do what you're passionate about. Follow your passion. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, but then um, the pressure that goes with it when you have to live your life, too. Because what we and I've seen a few things
2: on the Internet about this is like nobody has hobbies anymore. We think we have to have a side hustle or that this thing that we enjoy doing that we are passionate about has to become the thing that is the only thing that we do and the thing that is our career. And with the side hustle, we have to start a business as opposed to just enjoying crocheting instead of having to make
0: things to sell. Yeah. You know, Um, I feel that way about guitar a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, can't I just let it be a hobby? But yeah. instead, it feels like something that I have to be... It doesn't really once I pick it up and do it. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes I just see it sitting there across the room. And I think about, you know, not that I'm not doing it or working on it. Working on it, you know. Right. When really, I do just love to play mm-hmm. when I allow myself to love it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, passionate about, about music, right? I don't listen to music 24-7. But I... When a song makes me feel oh I, I feel it so deep and there is an incredible passion for that moment mm-hmm. that i am so moved by a yeah. piece of music um yeah it's interesting to think about passion because i think it's it's perceived to be this thing that has to consume us yeah and that that can
0: be negative yeah for sure that is i think especially in a Love context and getting carried away, and like you know, allowing it to consume you in that way, which is romantic, mm. but not exactly healthy, you know. But then, um, but then, I think there is healthy passion, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I am passionate about this show, and I show up and do it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and it is one of the things that I am just I am super um, excited about in my life, and grateful that I am doing, and so. Yeah. um, But there is all the grind of the business part that goes with it. And it's just like all the other things that I've done that I'm passionate about. And so um, I've struggled to balance out that and coaching and stuff, Mm -hmm. too. Like I look at all the other websites and I've really struggled with that because there's all these websites with all these things and you have to figure it out or pay money for someone to figure it out. But I don't like to do that Mm because I like to figure it out myself because not only does it save money, but then you can change it if you want to, you don't have to get somebody to do it. So I'm not particularly passionate about building a website. And yet then here I, you know, you're faced with the tediousness of this. And so in order to enact your passion, maybe that's just the work involved. Maybe it's just part of doing the work. Yeah. But I think then,
2: or do you lose passion in the process? Maybe. Right when it becomes a chore
0: yeah mm-hmm. maybe
2: you know like I'm really good at um, events right event execution I am in no way shape or form passionate about it mm-hmm. but I'm good at it um, and I think that we like I think maybe there's some confusion in society around like what we're good at versus a passion and if it's like You know, if you're doing what you truly love, like you'll never work a day in your life. You know, that saying um, or if you do what you're passionate about. um, I don't know. Like, I'm just passionate about people. Yeah. People's growth, my own growth. Laughing. And, and like, just enjoying life. Like, that's what I'm passionate
0: about. Me, too. And that's that's why it's been hard with this coaching thing, like, to build some sort of website like all these other people do. And I'm like, ah, good for them. But I really just want to connect with people and talk to people. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm sitting here doing this show like right. this. Like, uh, to, to be able to get to just sit and, like, do. I'm passionate about voice and speaking up and sharing and mm-hmm. getting better. And so... And with people, so anyway, so well, how are we gonna how are we gonna move this into an F? What came up for you about passion?
2: I mean, of course, I am passionate; is mm-hmm. quite obvious. But I want to go. I want to go a different. I want to go a different way. Okay, I don't know. I think for passion too, it's like it's like I'm letting myself feel the passion. I'm a, I'm allowing myself to really enjoy, right? Like, what even is the definition of passion? I don't know. It feels like excitement. It's like love and excitement mixed together, right? Passion. Strong and barely controllable emotion, according to the Googles. Okay. So I think sometimes people are afraid maybe to feel passion. Mm Mm-hmm. Because uncontrollable emotions can be really scary. Really scary. And I often find myself, it's like I don't want to read a certain article or a certain book or watch a certain show or movie because I know I... It's too much emotion for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have to, I have to stave those things off sometimes, but uncontrollable passion can be really overwhelming. Yes. But, but when we allow ourselves to feel it, I think life can be uh, so much more magnetic Mm -hmm. or just really wonderful and enjoyable. Good word. I like that. You know, like if I let myself feel these emotions, that could be really cool.
0: It could be really it cool.
3: Could be,
2: it just could be really joyous yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just that risk involved, you know? Yeah. Because
0: like, mm-hmm.
2: what, what does it mean when I feel those? I'm, am I going to want to feel them all the time? What if it doesn't happen again? What if I feel this passion, but it it doesn't, you know, come around? Like, I mean, think about relationships, right? And, and passionate relationships or passionate sex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... People say they lose passion in relationships and mm-hmm. is, is passion something that we do lose or are we mis uh, misclassifying not miss deep not de, not declassifying this is not confidential information misclassifying but but, but are we uh, yeah wrongly classifying what passion is when we apply it to certain things if people lose it was it really ever passion to begin with yeah is, i think so is passion long term or is it short term mm-hmm. or does it matter is it
0: yeah i think I mean, something it can... that ebbs and flows hmm that's a good question actually because here yeah i think it kind of burns brighter and then maybe dies down a little bit i do although i i do say that i am i'm passionate about um you know Gun violence prevention Mm -hmm. and like my activism work. Mm -hmm. However, I mean, I wouldn't. uh, It's not like lighting a fire under me right now in my life. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it does kind of ebb and flow. I really do, or whatever, flame up and die down. Whatever the whatever the fire equivalent of ebb and flow would be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so how are we doing this?
2: I don't know. I really like the idea of letting ourselves feel
0: yeah okay you know what i like that too i like that a lot so Mm -hmm. i i let i let myself feel yeah okay great perfect i let myself feel and it's good because you don't i mean i think you can stifle passion too you know Mm -hmm. you can push it down like you were saying like it's scary so we can get away from it if if we're if we're so inclined
2: right so um Okay. It's it's fun to think about all the passions that people have though. Think about like Comic Con, or yes. like cosplay. Like people, I mean, it's not. I don't know. I just see what I see on Reddit. Yeah, uh, you know. But it's like that's really cool. Oh. Like the, the costumes. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, really, what people people are uh, so up, oh my gosh. amazing I, with what they come up with. Like yes. I mean,
0: look at Burning Man and all the things they create and those yeah. incredibly big projects out in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. Like that takes dedication and yeah. passion and like planning yeah. too.
2: But again, like that's, um, I think that's maybe an interesting or, or decent example where the passion is for a period of time, and then I think too we have to step back to recharge. Mm-hmm. That I just sometimes think when I think of passion, it's this twenty four seven like rave of things (laughs) you're really excited about like pumping my fists like the jersey shore in (laughs) the air right now like like it's this 24 7 this is always on my mind i'm always working on this like all of these things and i think that's when burnout happens and so passions can be there without degrading deg degrading is not the right word but um taking away from the rest of your life. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Detracting. Thank you. Detracting Thank you. from yes. the rest of your life. Yes, it can. I agree. And, um, and you know what? I know that that, like when the, I talked about the activism, I know that, um, I will have other times when I'm passionate about mm-hmm. it. And I, and like, I, do feel like I had to stop and recharge because yeah. it's, it's very draining to be passionate about something so emotionally charged. Oh gosh, yeah. So, I mean, it's one thing to be passionate about, you know, your dog or I don't know, like the radio but, um, but it's another t- about, you know, human lives and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, um, yeah, so I did need time to recharge and I gave myself space to do that. So, knowing that the passion will be back. Hm. yeah. Alright, so, it is? I let myself feel. I let myself feel. That is absolutely great. Um, good. Anything to add before we go?
2: Um, no, but thinking. Well, a little bit thinking about you know recharging. I've been having some thoughts lately about like I used to volunteer all the time, mm-hmm. and something I've been you know I would say passionate about my whole life is helping other people. And right now, I just need to help myself, and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that the passion is gone for helping other people. Mm-hmm. It's just that right now I need that time to myself. The passion is still there, and I know that it will come back. I know that I will get to a place where I'm ready to go back and to give to the world. And right now, I just need to
0: receive and let yourself feel. Mm-hmm. Let yourself yes. feel. Yay! Yeah. Good. All right. Thank you. Go aft yourself all week. Yeah. Get aft. <laughs> Thanks, Jill. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Uh, you sound great. Good. Yeah. Did you, you didn't be any bee. You brought your own. You always bring the bee because you're you. <laughs> yeah. I brought the bee. <laughs> you brought the bee. Uh, so here we sit in my carport.
3: <laughs> Six feet away from each other. Six
0: feet away from each other. Um, so we're talking about passion this week and I keep thinking about it and what I'm passionate about. And I do feel like I have things that I'm passionate about in my life and that I can continue to be passionate about. It's just so weird right now.
3: Yeah. You know, I, whenever you brought this up to me, I was thinking about it and two thoughts came to my mind and it was overwhelming. Cause I was like, one passion is a luxury. Whenever you're like, yeah. uh, fight or flight, it's hard to be like passionate about things unless the things that you are passionate about in a stressful situation typically turn into more of a stress because passion is this like heightened feeling Mm -hmm. of like either protection of that passion or love or I don't know. It's just like Like a fierce kind of thing. I get that. That's really
0: interesting. I mean, I feel like I was like feeling like I have things I'm passionate about, but I'm tired right now and I just don't, Try hard to be creative. I questioned. Yeah. I was like, am I really passionate about this? Cause I'm tired right now. And I don't even know why I'm necessarily tired. Cause like we should be able to get sleep. Last week I was talking about, it's a chance for us to sleep. And I'm like, Ugh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Amy from last week. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's Stupid talking about. Stupid Amy. <laughs> last week, Amy. So, uh, I mean, your business I, I, I don't have any guarantees with mine I'm in media I mean at least we're still going you know but mm-hmm. uh, and then I was like well I mean I have coaching practice and stuff like that but I mean are people going to spend money on that there's just question marks around stuff and the podcast and there's not a question mark of that of course I'll keep doing it I am passionate about that but I don't know I just feel like a little dull hmm it's weird to talk about it this week mm-hmm
3: yeah, I mean, listening to all the entrepreneurs like kind of vent on our little Zoom call that we just had with my network, um, everybody is feeling the same way. And oh, it's, really? Yeah, because everyone's super stressed and they obviously went into business, most of them, because they were passionate about a certain problem that they were solving or a certain service or product that they're bringing to market. And it feels really it makes you down whenever your product is something that people don't need in this time, right? When it's a luxury or when it's something that, uh, is just obsolete at the very moment. And they're just like, well, what do I do with my self? Like, what do mm-hmm. I do with all of the time and effort that I put into this? What do I do with the people that I've like gotten excited about my brand and having to let them go or trying to decide whether to keep them on. It's just like, I feel like everybody's passions are extinguished right now. Oh, so what do we do? I don't know. I mean, talking about trying to keep passion in your life, no matter what's going on. Means that you have to make yourself or convince yourself to be passionate about something else. um, Yeah, you have to shift it to survive. More creative with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I had a list of my priorities, and I think that's kind of something I was looking at just yesterday or whatever. And, you know, priorities in my life and then priorities of people. And it gave me some perspective on like things I'm passionate about. And I guess, too, you know, going off of last week as well, like the relationships that we really care about. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a level of, I mean, I guess it would be passionate love, mm-hmm. you know, that you really care about.
3: Well, you're passionate about connection. And I mean, that feeds into a lot of who you are, like the job that you do and how you connect with people. Like we're cavemen passionate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were cavemen passionate about things and they weren't running businesses and stuff? What were they doing?
3: I'm going to need you to uh, do what you do and find the Webster's Dictionary uh, example of what passion is because it's okay. just... <laughs> let's do it. It's, Webster's Dictionary defines passion as... Let's see.
0: Oh, the suffering and death of Jesus. Okay. Oh, that, yes. Not yeah. the definition I'm We should I'm watch that for. tonight. <laughs> Yeah That'll make us feel better Oh good Passion Okay A state or outburst Of strong emotion A strong and barely Controllable emotion An intense desire Or enthusiasm For something Uh, The English Have a passion For gardens A thing around A thing arousing Enthusiasm So there you go Or the suffering And death of Jesus Okay (laughs) Comes from the Latin word Pati To suffer and then it goes to Latin, passio, old French, passion. Oof, root word is suffering. That's, hmm. that's intense. I guess that's part of that passion of Christ. I didn't even think about it related, related to that, right?
3: I mean, passion can cause pain. Yeah. Yeah. Find your passion. You've got to do it. Yeah. You've got to get it out. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. Um, I mean, I know what mine is. This was a good week for me to think about it.
0: And I'm talking about that in the intro and like, you know, it's, it's voice, it's using my voice.
3: You know That's what I, what I mean. thought about? And I, I don't know if this is going to be a popular opinion, but so many people felt so secure in the fact that they had jobs that, so because of those jobs, they had money, they had insurance and they had no the idea. They boxes checked. Yeah. And they had no idea, like they thought because they had those things that everything was okay. <laughs> and now they're like, Oh, it so could so easily be taken away from you. And that's why maybe it should be, we should remember that our passion in our lives should be more about us. And like, you're not always going to help have health insurance. So maybe like make sure that you're passionate about your health. Um, so you don't need that. Or- and, and the flip side of that,
0: you know, this is happening in an election year. Make sure you're passionate about things you really care about that, maybe now you're experiencing that you didn't before which is super super interesting I mean I always say change is hard I say it every freaking intro and be careful what you work on and then you get it because it's really hard and this you know seems like we're going through just a really hard time of change that I mean I sure hope we come out okay on the other side but a lot of people are gonna die which isn't great anyway whatever
3: yeah I mean I was thinking uh, I was reading that Listening to that short book, "The As a Man Thinketh," have you ever listened to it? I know what it is, but it's a. It was talking about basically like how your passion and who you are lives within you, and um, like the giant oak sleeps within the seed. Uh, there's like a beautiful, the few different parts to it that I was just thinking. He's talking about the artists and the creatives and how much we need that. And, and I started thinking about the musicians and the artists in our in our community how much we right need now. What? How much we need what? We need their art and their creativity oh, oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. be happy. And to like, for instance, there's a lot of people on Facebook posting about, screw the musicians and all of them. Like, they blah, blah. are? Well, not a lot of people, but they are like, they seemed pretty... Uh, They're just artists, like, who knows if they were even good? Why even give them money? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God.
0: You need to defriend these people. I'm not even friends with those people. I haven't seen that kind of thing. That's
3: terrible. But it's like, no, there's so many artists that change people's lives. And so many artists that make, I mean, people who have made so much money doing things that they don't love, spent so much money seeing certain artists, right? Right. That it's like the spice of life. And I just hope that the creatives and the artists don't get like smudged out in all of this because they're not protected and they maybe have don't have a nest egg to go back on and stuff like that. And it's just like, I just don't want the people that were passionate about what they did and maybe just didn't make that much money off of it be affected in such a horrible way to where we lose art in this world. Oh, I think there's potential that we could.
0: I know. Um, I remember my brother-in-law, like, many years ago, told me that he went to this art exhibit in New York that was this uh, Russian art exhibit from this time of real oppression in Russia. And he said it showed. And, you know, I think that maybe people will continue to make art in their own ways, but it will reflect... Uh Uh-huh what they're going through. Yeah. So we're just going to move into a different movement. Yeah. I would think.
3: Yeah. I mean, some beautiful artwork and literature and movies have come out of severe suffering, I think, but Mm -hmm. it is just like, I don't think we've seen anything like this, uh, in our, Oh, for sure. We haven't. Yeah. And so I just, I'm really interested to see how people stay passionate.
0: We were also going to touch on, having to shift your passion. Cause you, we were talking about yeah. if your job doesn't make it, if your business doesn't make it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely been something people have been thinking about. And that's part of creativity too, is you have to get creative and figure out, well, now what, mm-hmm. or do you keep doing what you did in some new way?
3: I mean, so there was two things that I did. I did similar to what you did where I wrote out the things that I am passionate about or the things that I do think I could bring to the table Mm -hmm. um, to where I could like repackage myself in a way that could hopefully make me enough money to survive. Uh, But then I was also thinking about the potential of like having to work for a company that is able to to survive in this world, which is... Typically, not very glamorous. It's probably something that's like super necessary. And if I were to be able to get a job with them, thank God maybe that I could. Um, I would have to figure out how to be passionate about what I'm doing. I
0: I read an article uh, from the LA times yesterday and it was about this event company that does Coachella and South by and they put up giant tents and do all that kind of activation stuff. And so the owner was saying that he pivoted right away and realized that he could build temporary hospitals, with those tents and figure out how to do that. And that's what he's doing now. And he said that if he did, if he hadn't done these huge events, he wouldn't know how to do these temporary hospitals. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you never know. Maybe your next documentary is about him.
3: That's uh, being super <laughs> creative. Well in your pivots I feel like is so hard because you're like super focused on a certain world and to step back enough to see your world in a completely different way. Oh, it's so hard. You get entrenched in the way that you see things and you can't even see it any other way. So I think psychedelics are good for people. It kind of like breaks (laughs) those patterns. Big time.
0: (laughs) Totally. And so is life coaching, you know, I feel like that's one of the things I do for people. Like, I mean, then suddenly they go, oh, well, why didn't I see that? Because I know people do that for me. And then I go, "What you've done that for me.
3: Oh, my God. Yes, you have done that for me so many times. And uh, some of the people in my like uh, entrepreneur group, like I think you're too close to your stuff. So when other people see it and then get creative with it, it's pretty amazing. It is. Um, it's That's why I treasure our relationship so much because you know me so well and you probably know what I'm thinking and feeling and looking at a way. And then you like come out of left field and come up with great ideas. So yeah, I think it's really important to have those relationships for sure.
0: Yeah, the relationships for sure or just figuring out other ways to step outside and, and get creative with it. When you feel limited, maybe that's like our big takeaway today. When mm-hmm. you're feeling limited, maybe you need a little psychedelic or maybe <laughs> you need to talk to somebody else, or maybe I, I'm trying to think of other ways, you know, just, just hearing that story about how that guy did that with those tents and what he was setting up. I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. You know, like I was just, I was really impressed by that story, but yeah, um, there are other ways to to see things. There are always other ways. But can we still get passionate about them? I mean, hopefully.
3: I think it's innate in us. If we don't feel passionate, um, we'll be unhappy. So I think that there's got to be a way that uh, you'd find ways to be passionate about little bits of your life, no matter what's going on.
0: And if you're doing something that you feel like matters, maybe mm-hmm. that's, you know...
3: You don't always have that luxury. Hmm? You don't always have that luxury of something that matters. Yeah, you, you can't always do something that matters to you and be able to survive on it all the oh, time. Oh
0: no, Mm-mm, no. But I mean, but I was just saying, maybe like that guy with the tents. He was felt like maybe he had pivoted to something that matters. Oh, for in sure. In the grander scheme, and yeah. that might make him more passionate about it.
3: Always go for the win-win. Like I, I'm always trying to figure out how me doing something that I love and that I'm passionate will end up helping other people. And I feel like those scenarios always end up doing better, obviously just because more people are winning in that scenario. But.
0: Sure. That's a real good policy. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, I got, I got sidetracked. I started like daydreaming about what you needed to be doing right now. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe I have an idea.
3: Uh need to be uh, playing with koalas or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, Okay, well, we got
0: to wrap up. So are there any like best practices you're having right now? I mean, as far as like day to day with branding or business or anything, I'm finding Um, it hard to muster it up to put things out for my brand right now. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to be candid about that. And um, I, I still look at social media, not as much as I was even a week or two ago. But, um, yeah, it's a little bit tough.
3: I've been really internal, like, trying to motivate myself to do something active and to meditate and to eat well. Like, I feel like I only have enough energy for those things right now. You know what? I'm glad you said that because maybe
0: that's why I'm tired. I, like, yesterday I was like, I'm really going to try to use this month to um, focus on my health, and I'm tired, and it's day
3: too you know (laughs) so yeah recording on the second so yeah and we don't have it's not easy to have this amazing burning fire passion all the time I think you have to give yourself time to go internal and fan those embers and just like Take care of yourself. And I think that, uh, I think it's stressing people out more that they're not getting more done or that they don't understand like how they're feeling. And they have to just stop for a second and just give themselves a couple moments. And I know that's hard, especially when you're right next to like four different people in your home now. Yeah. To find that alone time. I like what you said about fanning the embers. It doesn't always have to be a
0: a blaze. Uh A roaring (laughs) a roaring blaze no it's like you know it can be some embers and that's okay Mm -hmm. this passion talk wasn't at all what i thought it was going to be weeks ago when i picked this topic so anyway we're in a
3: different world now we
0: are we really are but we will
3: survive and we hope that you will too
0: oh uh, yes absolutely so thank you so
3: much yeah yeah
0: There's a resource roundup of what we covered on my blog at amyedwards.com slash blog. Go there for links to everything we mentioned in the episode, and there should be a link to that post in the episode description as well, wherever you're listening. Thank you so much to everyone today. Thank you so much to our guest, Wes Hurt. Remember, he's at cleancause.com, or you can find him at cleancause on Instagram. Or on Instagram at Wes underscore hurt. And thank you so much also to our regular Rock Your Life contributors, Jill Faulkner. You can find her at stickwithit.co on Instagram or online. And thank you to Bijou Finney. You can find her at Story by Style, Story X Style on Instagram, or VelvetCartel.com or VelvetCartel on Instagram. And remember what Wes said once we take care of those immediate needs that we've got, can we look at this as a way to go deeper and ask if this is an authentic reset to find what truly matters? Wes says, what fruit can come from this tree that looks barren? And yes, what can we find within and bring out that truly matters to be passionate about? And how are we going to be remembered after the rough times that really build our character and build who we are? If you'd like to share your thoughts with me, I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can hit me up on Instagram at RealAmyEdwards or write to me at amy at amyedwards.com. Don't forget, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Share it with a friend. Truly matters. And I am so, so grateful, really, for you for this. Thank you. This has been Rock Your Life with Amy Edwards. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. Peace and love and health to you. And I hope you'll just let yourself feel this week, whatever that means. It's all good. Peace and love, y'all. Till next time.